Hi there, are you fed up with your wine belly? Embarrassed about your booze boobs? Sick of waking up with a hangover? And tired of never reaching your potential? Welcome to Sober Sassy Life, the podcast for women who are looking for more out of life than the evening rendezvous with the Chardonnay. Let's banish the wine witch for good. Here's your host, Jackie Elliott. everyone and welcome to today's podcast and um, I believe this is the first one of the year so a happy new year to you all. So January the 1st this year a few days ago I woke up without a hangover and that was for the second year in a row and it really is one of those days where lots of other people really do want to be me. So although we didn't go out, I mean, drunken reveling was happening all around us, even on the TV. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter for a second. I didn't think for one minute, oh, I'm missing out. I wish I was, you know, drinking champagne. I wish I was out getting drunk. I didn't feel like I was missing out at all. And when I woke up on January the 1st, early, feeling great, it really did feel like a new start and I was full of optimism for a new year and I, I didn't miss that slouching around with a hangover feeling terrible and you know putting off the start of the year for another day because I didn't really feel like it. Um, so January the 2nd always became the start of the year because January the 1st I was always dealing with a hangover. But there's another hangover that I avoided this year Uh, the financial hangover Uh, because our spending over the holiday season didn't really change that much I mean firstly because our circumstances I mean we don't have kids at home to buy gifts for you know and secondly because we're on a budget Um, we're self-employed and business has been up and down for the past year Uh, some months have been great other months haven't been and we've really got used to you know, tightening our belt and trying to deal with the uh, roller coaster of cash flow. And I've been working really hard over the last few months to really focus on our debt load and try and reduce it. And there is no way that I was going to undo all that good work and add to the burden uh, of debt in January by overspending over Christmas and the new year. So to some people, this might sound a bit bleak and a bit dull and a bit like I'm missing out. And maybe I should just have spent a bit and thrown caution to the winds, let my hair down, just, you know, allowed myself to deviate from the budget and had some fun. And it's strange, but focusing on finances in this way or financial sobriety, if you will, does provoke a similar reaction from people as the one that um, I had when people found out that I had quit drinking. Oh, how dull, sensible, boring. And it's interesting to me that attitudes to money seem to have great parallels with attitudes to drinking. So money is good, it's great. We should all have lots and we should all spend lots. But if we get into trouble or into debt or we can't pay bills then we're feckless and irresponsible. 
And this is the same as booze, isn't it? I mean, drink up, have fun, you know, indulge in alcohol until we have a problem. And then we're feckless, irresponsible people. So we're encouraged to indulge and until we've overindulged. And, you know, and then we're really, you know, seen as a little bit of social pariahs if, if we can't, um, you know, if we suddenly can't afford anything, if we suddenly haven't got any money. So I'm not whining by this, about this. I'm just intrigued by the similarities. And it's really interesting because my behavior around money was also very similar to my drinking patterns. I mean, I didn't gamble the house away um, or end up, you know, living under a bridge because I'd lost everything. But I definitely spent more than I should. I was really disorganized. I purchased stuff on impulse. Um, you know, I, I did stupid things like not paying bills on time and ending up paying, you know, late charges and stuff like that. And regularly, I would try to moderate my spending habits until I felt a bit blue and then I'd buy myself something to cheer myself up and then it would I'd go back into this overspending mode again so it was the same old same old my you know spending spiral was just a lot like my drinking spiral you know spend too much try to moderate give up go into the same spiral again and of course the um my spending spiral would feed my drinking spiral. So for me, they were, you know, linked in so many ways, just kind of meshed together. And I had the exact same feeling about spending as I did about drinking. And that, of course, was shame. Absolute crushing shame about my lack of control and my responsibility. The shame about my drinking, of course, went when I stopped. It was, it, it was one of the heaviest burdens that was lifted off of me. And I have wanted that same burden of guilt and shame to be lifted around my debt and my spending. So over the last few months, I have been gradually changing my habits and really, it's been very much like the same path as I took uh, when I was getting sober. It was like identifying all of those triggers. It was um, enacting strategies, you know, financially sober strategies to get my spending and my money matters more organized. Um, I don't overconsume anymore. I'm learning the very real difference between want and need. I'm learning not to go out um, anywhere near shops and spend and spend anything if I'm, you know, hungry or angry or lonely or tired. I don't spend emotionally anymore. I'm learning to um, reuse stuff, be resourceful and creative and far from being um, boring is actually really fun I mean I love the fact now that I can recycle something and use it again I love the fact that um, I'm saving money doing that it's improving my health I mean we don't buy convenience foods anymore we cook from scratch we can stuff we grow food now I mean it's not a um, 
a nirvana here. I mean, we're not out of the woods yet. I mean, we still drug, uh, juggle debt. Uh, I mean, and very often I do have the urge and think, oh, God, it'd be nice to splurge. But then after that, I remember my spending hangover. And becoming financially sober isn't just having a positive impact on my bank account. It's also reducing stress. And money stress was one of the things that I used to drink over. So dealing with it is one of the ways that I create a sober, the sober life that I want to live. And it's another motivation for me to never pick up the bottle again. And it becomes more apparent to me that the way to stay on the sober path, the way to really embrace sobriety is to create a life for myself where, you know, alcohol is, I don't need alcohol. Drinking isn't, isn't a need or an impulse anymore. And that doesn't magically happen when you put down the bottle. Because when the fog cleared for me, once I had quit, there were lots of things that I needed to work on. Otherwise, I would have very quickly, I believe, turned round and at some point started to, to drink again when the, when the going got a bit tough. Becoming financially sober was, uh, was one of my big goals and is, one of, is probably one of my major goals in 2017. Um, because 2017 is my 50th year. So before my 50th birthday in January 2018, I'm working not only towards um, financial sobriety, but also financial freedom and getting rid of that shame for once and for all. So if you'd like to join me and my growing crew, you can join Project Happy ever after. I mean, financial sobriety is just one of the issues and hot topics we'll be tackling in 2017. Financial sobriety we are looking at in January, all of January. And the whole idea is to create the environment, create um, that awesome life where alcohol dependency is just a distant memory. And we can work on all of those issues which impacted our drinking. So thanks for listening to me today and I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now.